0: A reading from the letter of Saint Paul to the Romans. Brothers and sisters, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified. And one confesses with the mouth, and so is saved. The scripture says, no one who believes in him will be put to shame. There is no distinction between Jew and Greek. The same Lord is Lord of all, enriching all who call upon him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how can they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone to preach? And how can people preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. But not everyone has heeded the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what was heard from us? Thus Faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. But I ask, did they not hear? Certainly they did, for their voice has gone forth to all the earth, and their words to the ends of the world. Verbum Domini
1: Dominus Pobis cum Lexio Sancti Evangelis ecuandum ateum. As Jesus was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers. Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, casting a net into the sea. They were fishermen. He said to them, come after me, and I will make you fishers of men. At once, they left their nets and followed him. He walked along from there and saw two other brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets. He called them, and immediately they left their boat and their father and followed him. Verbum Domini St. Andrew, whose feast we celebrate today, is known as the first cult or the protoclete. We are familiar with the word proto-martyrs, which means the first martyrs, like St. Bernard and Companions are known as the first martyrs of the Franciscan order, or St. Stephen is known as the first martyr or the proto-martyr, Uh, overall, being the first martyr of the universal church. So protoclete means the first called. Again, St. Andrew being the first called by the Lord as known as the protoclete. And Andrew was one of the original followers of John the Baptist. Now, in today's passage, we don't get the distinction of who's really first, but Andrew was really one of the original followers of John the Baptist. And when John pointed to Jesus as the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world, that's when Andrew began following our Lord. And Andrew experienced himself what it's like to follow the Lord, and he can't keep it to himself. He can't keep it to himself. He had to share it with others. And who did he share it first? He shared it with his brother. He shared it with, with um, Peter. And because of Andrew, Peter heard about our Lord. Just like we heard in the first reading that was proclaimed very well, faith comes from what is heard. And what is heard comes through the word of Christ. So, again, because of Andrew, Peter hear about Jesus. Because of Andrew, Peter encountered Jesus. Because of Andrew, Peter followed Jesus as well. Because of Andrew, Peter receives the key from Jesus that whatever he bound or loose in heaven, he bound or loose as well. On earth. So Andrew is quite a significant disciple among the twelve. He would be what we called a major player behind the screen or behind the scene, whereas Peter, his brother, is prominent in the limelight, so to speak. Not only Peter, who Andrew brought to our Lord, but he brought the Greeks also to our Lord. You remember the story that the, the Greeks wanted to see Jesus. And, the, and who did the Greeks went to? He went to Philip. And Philip was the one who led the Greeks to Andrew. And he was the one who heard from the Greeks, we want to see Jesus. We want to see Jesus. And <clears throat> so Philip brought the Greeks to Andrew. And it's interesting to note, and I was wondering about this this morning and as I was preparing for this homily, why Philip did not bring the Greeks to our Lord himself? Why did he have to take them to Andrew first? Perhaps Philip was not comfortable yet. Perhaps Philip was not very familiar with our Lord yet as much as Andrew was. Or perhaps Philip was the one who was led to Jesus by Andrew. So he himself experienced the goodness of Andrew leading him to our Lord. And perhaps this is why Philip led the Greeks to Andrew, and then Andrew led them to our Lord. Perhaps when we get to heaven, we can ask ourselves to Philip, what's the deal that you didn't just bring them to our Lord why did you have to go through Andrew and we can let him tell us what the deal was it's been said that Andrew was martyred in Patras Greece he was crucified on a cross in the form of an X that's why the, the X cross is known as the Saint Andrew's cross And Andrew's name also appeared in the account of the multiplication of the loaves and fish in Galilee. It was him, Andrew, who pointed to the Lord about a young boy who had five barley loaves and two fish. From this scene, Pope Pope Benedict noted Andrew's realism. He noted Andrew's realism In other words, Andrew does not live in fantasy or in high dreams. He's a very realistic man. Andrew assessed things accurately according to the present moment, real life situation. Andrew recognized the insufficiency of his minimal resources, only two, uh, five barley loaves and two fish. He said, what is that to feed the crowd? It's not even enough. He's probably not an exaggerator when telling others about things or about persons or places. He's realistic. He's a realism. As Benedict point out about this scene of Andrew's realism. The definition of realism is the attitude or practice of accepting a situation as it is, and being prepared to deal with it accordingly. That's the first definition of realism. The second definition of realism is the quality or the fact of representing a person, a thing, or situation accurately or in a way that is true to life. This is so very applicable for today's society with Andrew's realism. This is the kind of quality, the kind of character our media reporters ought to have. All who work in any platform of media ought to be praying to Andrew regularly for accurate news, for accurate representation of what they write, of what they report, or what they blog, or what they post. Accurate realism, Representation, realistic representation. And from this brief reflection on Andrew, we can, uh, just a few application of this, we can learn how we can pray. We can learn how we can pray, we can learn how we can evangelize, we can learn how we follow Andrew's way to lead others to Jesus. So, we can bring others to Jesus just like Andrew brought Peter and brought the Greeks to Jesus. And we can do this by our prayers, first things first. We can tell Jesus every single person we encounter each day, perhaps by name. Maybe, if not in person, maybe through letter or through email or through phone call, whatever it is, however, that we receive the information about others and their particular circumstance, prayer requests, or the like. We can tell Jesus every single person we encounter each day that's part of our prayer, and we can tell him their joys and their struggles mainly. Their struggles their difficulties, their challenges, their trials. We can tell him the realistic aspect that we see with our own eyes or those that we hear with our own ears. Present them to our Lord, just like Andrew present Peter and the Greeks to our Lord. And from this, we can evangelize like Andrew by following what he did simply leading others to our Lord. So he brought people to Jesus and he brought Jesus to them. And as Catholics, we lead others to the Mass. Here's the source of holiness right here. As Catholics, we lead others to the Mass. Yes, we go to Mass first. That's why, again, very well read in the first reading that unless we believe it, we're not going to be sharing it with others. Unless we believe it firmly, we're not going to be moved to share it with others. So as Catholics, we go to Mass. Many of you go every day. And so don't let that stop there, but we got to lead others to Mass. We've got to invite them to Mass. When was the last time you go to Mass? You want to go with me? Let's go. we will got to lead others to Mass. We've got to lead others to the Eucharist. Only one-third of Catholics in the United States believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. Only one-third. No wonder this church is empty. No wonder parishes have empty churches. Only one third of Catholics in the United States believe that Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist. So we have a lot of work to do with Andrew. We have a lot of work to do with Andrew bringing others to Jesus. Letting Jesus know the realistic situation of our society, of our church. Yeah, of course he knows. Our Lord knows everything. But it's a good habit just to let him know as well. Letting our Lord know the realistic situation of our society and of our church. Again, not that he doesn't know, but for us to humbly intercede and like Andrew, bringing others Jesus and bringing Jesus to others.